0: The friends and partners of Kevin Inman Ministries present Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. Pastor Kevin is committed to equipping you to earnestly contend for the faith. For more information on Pastor Kevin and Contenders Radio, please visit our website at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org.
1: Welcome back to another edition of Contenders Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Inman. And today, once again, we're talking about living for God's glory. In fact, God's glory is our very purpose, our reason for being. And I know that so many people, it seems today, are wandering, just wandering aimlessly through life, looking for something more. Friends, there's nothing more than the Lord Jesus Christ He is everything, and he is to be our everything and our all. You will never find a higher purpose than God. You'll never find a a higher reason for being other than being your all for his all. The Westminster Catechism we looked at last time in 1647, the 17th century, those ministers who came together, they began that catechism at at the beginning with God. And and our reason, what is our reason? What's the chief end of man? It said it asked rather. And the answer was the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And friend, that's the reason that we're here. And listen, the Lord will receive glory out of every created thing. And we'll see more about that here in a few moments. But just know that there are even those who will live their lives in rejection of God. And yet he will be glorified even in their death and destruction because all glory truly belongs to the Lord God, to the Lord God, to the true God. And every Christian, if you're a Christian believer today, and let me just say hello to you. I've been meaning to do this, but we have uh, new listeners in India uh, now. So um, hello to you, my Christian brothers and sisters, um, uh, my brothers and sisters in Christ. May may the Lord bless you. And I know that, that uh, you oftentimes are facing persecution uh, from other, uh, religious, uh, groups therein. I know Islam is growing rapidly in your part of the world, and so just know that you are in our prayers, and we pray for your, your witness for Christ. And, um, and and let me just say, not just for your safety, I know that you will be safe in the Lord as you live for his glory, but but we pray for your witness and we pray that, that the Lord will use you for his glory, for his namesake, whether through your life or through your sacrifice. And that's a hard thing to pray, but I know that you guys are living that reality um, even there in India today. So God bless you and, and hello, but just know that every single one of us exists for the glory of God. And so last time we started in Psalm 16, verses 8 and 9, where the psalmist, and it happens to be David, King David says, I have set the Lord continually at my, or excuse me, continually before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will dwell securely. Verse 10 says, for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol and to the grave. So, the psalmist knew, and, and, and I believe this is a messianic psalm. I believe there's, there's two levels here. There's obviously David writing about, about God preserving him, uh, in his troubles, but is also pointing to Christ, and, and this is attributed a to the Messiah, uh, who will, who will live, who will die upon a cross for our sins, having lived a sinless life himself, uh, but then three days later he will rise again. His body will not see decay. But in the midst of this entire psalm, living for the glory of God is is an idea that we we see here in verses 8 and 9. But just know that our true aim, the true aim of everyone who is called of God, is to live for his glory. And that's what we talked about last time. So I won't rehash all of that. If you happen to miss that episode, I would encourage you uh, to go back and to listen to that episode. It's the one right before this. And know that our purpose is to live for God's glory. And so we are to pursue that purpose. And when we do, when we start, uh, when we begin to chase, uh, God and, and seeking to pursue His glory and His fame and His worth, even, um, to the point where our heart is glad and our glory rejoices in God, which is our goal. When we begin to do that, we'll find true security. That's what the psalmist says there. Um, We'll dwell securely, verse 9 of Psalm 16, but also we'll find true joy. That is our reason for being. And so as we began to talk about that last time, we we began to talk also about what God's glory is. And we talked about the Hebrew word kabod, uh, which is where we would get the word ichabod. We talked about the Greek word doxa or dokea, uh, do, dokeo, excuse me, and these words both speak of uh, God's glory. Kabod, literally speaking of the weight of the heaviness of God, the loftiness of the richness of God, uh, his attributes, but then uh, doxa, understanding, beholding um, the greatness of God, giving praise and honor. That's why we have like a doxology, and we see several doxologies in Scripture but, but that's the idea. So, what is our opinion of God? A high view of God leads to high and holy living, high worship. A low view of God leads to low and shallow living and, um, a life of, of wrong worship and lowly worship. We're worshiping God wrongly, um, with, with, with ill effect. Because Our heart is not in it, our mind is not in it, our life is not in it, or we're worshiping our, ourself or someone or something else. And so those are wrong. We are to have a high view of God. And so today, what I'd like for us to get into today... I want us to look, talk about a couple uh, aspects of God's glory as we begin to flesh out what His glory is. You know, the weightiness, the worth, those sorts of things. There, there are two, um, it, at least two primary aspects. Two is all we'll have time to talk about today, for sure. But, but these these aspects of of His glory. One, one is His intrinsic glory. I mean, that, that's the glory that that. Just God simply has it's the glory that He has within himself um, it's the glory that's inherent within his nature, his divinity, his divine nature it's 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 who God is it's who God was it's who God always will be it's part of his being he is um he just is and and glory also just is in Isaiah chapter six i, I my mind uh, just went here, Isaiah chapter six, verse three. We read the prophet Isaiah writing, as as um, in fact, let me just back up to verse one. Uh, this will be like on Sunday mornings here. Go ahead and back up. All right. So chapter six, verse one says, "In the year that King Uzziah, uh, in the year of his death, in the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord." And sitting on a throne lofty and exalted with a train of his robe filling the temple, seraphim stood above him, each having six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he f- covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called out to another and said, now this is one of those angelic beings calling out to another of the angelic beings, saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory." And it goes on in verse 4, the foundations of the thresholds trembled at the voice of him who called out while the temple was filling with smoke. I mean, this is a view of the holiness of the glory of God. And this is that, that aspect of who, of who God is. Notice it says again, verse 3, those, those angelic beings cried, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. That's who he is. Not holy, holy, holy has the Lord. Not that he has holiness. I mean, in one regard, that's true. He does have it. But it's more than that. He has holiness because he is holy. Do you understand what I'm saying now? That's his intris- intrinsic glory, his intrinsic holiness here. It is the glory of God because he is God. He is holy. He is glorious. He is that very thing. God is holy. It's who He is. It's His very nature. It's His very nature. He simply is holy. In Acts, let's see here, Acts, uh, Acts chapter 7, verse 2. Yeah, the high priest said, uh, Are these things so? And He said, Hear me, brethren and fathers. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran and said to him, leave your country and your relatives and come into a land that I will show you. So what's happening here? Here, the apostle is speaking of the glory of God. The God of glory appeared to your father. It's not the God with glory, the God who had some glory. It's the God of glory glory he is holy he is glorious it's one of his eternal attributes he can't be removed from it it's who he is that's the ideal of intrinsic glory Uh, psalm 119 let me turn there if you're driving just please listen (laughs) if you're at work keep working but i'm going to turn to my my copy of god's word here in the bible psalm 19 i turn to psalm 119 I love Psalm one hundred and nineteen we 're actually we 've been using it as our scripture reading on Sunday mornings at our our local church and we 've been going through about eight verses that Psalm one hundred and nineteen uh, uses the the Hebrew alphabet and so each each um, which is is totally chasing a rabbit here obviously but i 've started so i 've got to go ahead and catch it each. Each section is broken down. It's broken down throughout this entire psalm, extremely long, um, but each section is broken down, about eight verses, I believe, and in each of those sections, they all start, each verse, rather, starts with the same letter. Now, in English, we don't see that, but in Hebrew, as the psalm was written, um, each, like, Uh, Each, like noon, Psalm 119, verse 105 and following, each of those verses would start with that same noon letter. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, we're reading that. I, I meant to go to Psalm 19, so let me go ahead and turn to Psalm 19. In Psalm 19, verse 1, it says, The heavens are telling of the glory of God, and their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. And it And it goes on. In fact, Psalm 19, also tremendous. This is one of my favorite psalms also. Uh, it seems like I say that every time I come to God's Word, I'm finding a new favorite of mine. But that just tells you how wonderful God's Word is. But Psalm 19, verses 1 through 6, speak about the creation declaring the glory of God. And 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 then verses 7 and following uh, speaks about His Word and the perfections of His Word. And so here, verse 1, the glory uh, of God is revealed in heaven, in the creation. The heavens are telling of the glory of God. And they are telling. Of the glory of God. Well, even in this fallen world that we in in which we live today, we see magnificent beauty. In spite of the fall, just imagine uh, what 's going to happen because no like Romans tells us that Romans eight that 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 even creation is groaning, longing to be redeemed right now, creation itself wanting redemption, wanting things to be set back the way they were before the fall of man and so so just imagine if if there is such beauty today that is a result of the fall, even or ours exists in in, um, in spite of the fall, just Imagine what the new heaven and the new earth will be like. Uh, I, that's, what a glorious thought. What a glorious day that's going to be when we get to see the new heaven and the new earth. But but again, we're talking about not that today. We're talking about the uh, intrinsic glory of God. And so, so Psalm nineteen one, the heavens are telling of the glory of God. But also in Psalm 24, verses 7 through 10. The Bible says lift up your heads o gates and be lifted up o ancient doors that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord strong in battle. Lift up your heads o gates and lift them up o ancient doors that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. And what a tremendous psalm of David. Who is the king of glory? It's the Lord of hosts. It's the Lord God. It's Jesus Christ. I mean, it is the one true God who is the king of glory. He is the absolute king. And it's not just of some glory. He doesn't just have a little glory. He doesn't even have a lot of glory. He has all the glory because he is glory. Glory is intrinsic of who God is. And so that's one aspect of the glory of God. But there's another ideal here. And this is the more practical ideal when we speak of the glory of God, it is what's called ascribed glory so the first thing we talked about was intrinsic glory that is god's glory just because it's his and, and and it's who he is it's part of him it's inherent to him but ascribed glory is the glory we give to god and so if you'll hold on we've got a short commercial break and we'll be back right after this to talk about how uh, or what the ascribed glory is and how we're to live out that so uh, we'll be back right after this Hey, just a reminder that you are listening to Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. You can find us on the web at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org. You can also find us at contendersradio.com. That's www.contendersradio.com. Be sure and check out the website on the site. You will find some resources, some articles and whatnot, but you'll also be able to listen to any of the episodes that you have missed right there on the site on the free audio player, or you can always download the broadcast to listen at your own convenience, even setting up your iPod or your MP3 player to automatically download each new episode as it comes out every single week. What a bargain, man. As always, it's free, and free is a very good price. Right. Well, welcome. Welcome back. I am having all sorts of issues today. I apologize. I uh, have moved into a new uh, quote-unquote studio here uh, in uh, my office. Uh, redone some things, so I'm getting getting used to um, the new setup. And so I'm having a little, a little trouble, but also suffering from allergies, I guess, right now. Um, you guys, if you've been listening, you know I have some other health issues, Lyme disease and some other, um, um, co-infections along with that, that, that wreaks havoc on me oftentimes. But, but right now I'm just, I've just got, uh, I guess it's allergies. I think this area, uh, the cedar pollen has, has, has been pushed down into our area and, uh, it's just like off the charts. Um, just there's so much and, um, I keep having these coughing fits where I need to clear my throat and, and so, so thank the Lord for these commercial breaks. And some of you may be wondering if you, uh, which most of you listen, I know over the internet or, or through podcast, um. You know, on your phones or devices or or, or whatnot, but uh, you wonder why in the world are there commercial breaks? This is this is a, a podcast, but but it it's also played on the radio, and so the the commercial breaks um, that we fill in here also allow the the different stations to pull those and place their own, if they choose to, uh, their own commercial. Um, um, commercials there in to the episodes but but what I like about it is like today it gives me a chance to cough and to grab a cup of coffee and to to drink a little bit because I mean you probably really don't want to hear me drinking on air but I'm fixing to because I feel that tickle in my throat again so excuse me just for one moment. All right. You heard that swallow. I, I could hear it in my earphones, but hopefully um, <laughs> that wasn't too distracting. Today's episode brought to you by coffee, and it's Island Brow Coffee. That's my my uh, dear friend and brother in Christ, Brad Wilson, who um, distributes, who sells Island Brow Coffee. And you can find more about that um, at islandbrow.com. Tom, I believe, something like that. But just search Island Brow Coffee. You'll, you'll find it online. It's pretty good stuff. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about either today. We're talking about the glory of God and living for the glory of God and our life's purpose being about the glory of God. And so now we're speaking of the ascribed glory. And that's the glory that we give to God. And that's why this gets more practical now. Because yes, God is intrinsically glorious and holy and worth and, and esteemed and elevated and lofty and weighty and magnificent and all those things. But we are call now to live a life for the glory of God in which we are now ascribing glory to God. That's why back to that psalm that we started with in Psalm 16. Uh, the psalm of David, David says, "My glory," as he as he says that. He says uh, the Lord I've set continually before me. That's this ideal of 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 exalting God, of of living a life of of worship for God. And you know worship I know this is cliche probably, uh, but maybe this is new to you. Worship is really ascribing worth-ship, worth-ship. That's the word worship. And so we're ascribing worth to God. And so he's setting the Lord continually before him. Because the Lord is at his right hand, at place of power, of, of esteem, of honor, he says, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. That's an odd phrase for us. I know, my glory rejoices. But folks, just remember the reality of our life is when we come as Christians and finally are there before the Lord God, we are going to lay our crowns at his feet. All the things that he bestows upon us, we will turn around and give right back to him, what a beautiful thing and the Bible speaks um, much of of those types of crowns a crown of righteousness a crown of rejoicing um, those those different ones there's five that I can that I can remember off the top of my head and and I would just tell you that's that's what a wonderful study um, to, to dig into god 's word and look at those crowns and what they 're about, but just know that as we live our lives in such a way that we receive those crowns I mean after all who who wants to compete um, you know just for a participant Participation, can't even say that, a participation trophy. Uh, oh my goodness hey, Look I'm wanting to chase that rabbit now But but let me try to stay focused here Folks we, we don't just compete just to participate We compete to win And that's uh, you know, We don't want to get that uh, out of balance either But 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 the Bible actually uses Paul uses that analogy You run in a race such as to win the race You don't just run just for running's sake If you're in a race You want to actually go ahead and compete to win I mean that's the point of the race And so uh, not just to participate But to win And so we want to live our life in such a way way that we do attain those crowns and we do win that that um that honor and that glory but what's amazing and humbling at the same time is that we're going to take those crowns and we're going to give that honor back to the lord jesus christ and that's what king david is talking about here even. He says, my glory rejoices, not in himself, but his glory rejoices in God. And so this ideal of ascribed glory, that's us giving glory to God, the glory that rightfully belongs to him anyway. That's our giving it to him freely, to give it back to him freely. And so our very purpose in this life is to glorify God, to ascribe glory to him, to live life in such a way that we ascribe glory to him. It's our praise. It's our worship when when we gather together with the saints or when we're um, driving down the road by ourselves or, or, or walking around the track or just walking around the block or walking to the grocery store, whatever it might be, as that song of praise is on our lips, in our heart, we're making melody, singing psalms of praise and spiritual songs to the Lord, as Colossians 3 talks about. And uh, the book of Ephesians also speaks of that same thing. But as we're doing that, we're living and praising and worshiping and giving ascribed glory to the Lord God. It is all those things that song on our lips as we as we're at work or at school or at play. Now obviously, we should be working or schooling right but but there's always that 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 aspect that I'm doing what I'm doing for the glory of God, and I know that we fall short in that. I know I fall short in that and 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 I'm convicted even right now as I say this because I know that oftentimes my mouth does not bring glory and honor to god i'll I'll speak before I think, but I need to do what the psalmist says. Do what David says, to set the Lord continually before us. That speaks of an intentionality. Obviously, the Lord is weighty and heavy and and magnificent and so much higher and greater and grander than we are. And yet there's this ideal that we need to ascribe to him that. It's not that he's conceited. It's not that he um, is anything uh, uh, of that. There, there is no conceit in God. God simply is glorious. It's who he is. And our ascribing glory to him is not only right, but it's beneficial to us. It helps us to be secure in this life and the next life, but it also brings us joy now. So, Fram, does your life yeah I'm asking myself the same thing as i said i I'm convicted. Does my life enhance the reputation of God, or does my life tarnish the name of God? Does my life bring glory and honor to God? Do I do that with how I live and and what I say, where I go, what i do who i who i who I spend my time with what I spend my time doing, what I listen to, what I watch? All of those things, have I have I made a covenant with my eyes that I may not sin against God, but but that I would that I would give glory to God with 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 what I'm looking at. I mean, I'm speaking to us here specifically in that regard. Do our eyes wander? We're we're, we're attributing glory to to through lust to to another, and, and that's wrong. That's wrong. We're robbing God of His glory. So, friends, this does does our life? Make God great, or does it make me or someone else great? I can't help but think about about sports. I know, at least in Southeast Texas, where where I'm from, football is is king here. Football is a tremendous thing, but there are other sports. I know in different parts of the world, and 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 but. I just I just can't help but thinking about about the haughtiness of of the celebrations, oftentimes in the end zones when these men make touchdowns or or, 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 or whatever it might be at the time, but especially when they make touchdowns and run in and you know spiking the ball and and doing their dance and and you know it may not all be self-centered but it sure comes across that way it comes across as gloating and as as uh braggadociousness it just uh, it's robbing god of of what's his folks think about this even the ability someone may have to play sports the ability you might have to sing or to create uh art or or whatever it might be that ability, though we may have done training and 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 worked really hard, we may have uh, earned degrees and, and and whatever it might be, whatever whatever we've done, even to 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 attribute to our success and 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 our ability, folks still, we have to understand that the ability came from God first. the abilities that we have come from God; we can't take glory in what we do. Because our ability to even do it comes from Him. You woke up this morning. I woke up this morning because of God. Because of the Lord God. He gives us life and breath. And everything here is a gift from Him. And so are we living a life that makes much of God? Or are we making much of us? Or something else? For there's nothing else that compares to God. There is no one that compares to God. When we behold the intrinsic glory of God, the only right response is to then ascribe glory back to him. Psalm 29, verse 1, ascribe to the Lord glory. Luke chapter 2, verse 14, the angels ascribed glory unto the Lord at the birth of Jesus. Isaiah 43, verse 20, the beast of the field will glorify me, says the Lord God. And, friends, angels glorify God. In fact, just, just remember, if angels who were made higher than us are to glorify God, if animals which are lower than us were made to glorify God, I think this idea came from uh, Dr. Stephen Lawson, if memory serves. Um, but if, if, if angels higher than us and animals lower than us are all created to glorify God, then we have to understand and come to terms with the reality that our reason, our purpose, our chief aim is to glorify God. Higher than us doing it, lower than us doing it, their purpose, their reason for being. Friends, we're right in the middle. Our reason for being is to glorify God. It's to glorify God. Our purpose in this life is to bring Him glory. And we see this ideal in that great doxology in Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11, verse 33 and following says this Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways for who has known the mind of the Lord or, or who became his counselor or who has first given to him that he might be paid back to him again for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be the glory forever. Amen. You see that glory belongs to God. It belongs to God and God alone. Amen. I pray that we would live a life in such a way that we recognize that very thing that belongs to God. Just like Paul says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able, speaking of the Lord God, to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And you know what we see here? We see both the intrinsic glory of God to him who is able to do far more abundantly, right? Uh, it's just who he is. That's his intrinsic glory. And then it says to him, be the glory in the church, in Jesus Christ, to all generations forever and ever. Amen. To him be the glory. It's already his. So this ideal to be the glory, that's this ascribed glory. That's us recognizing the worthness, uh, the worthiness, the worship of God, and then giving worship to God. It's the same thing that Jude uh, ends with the same idea in Jude. Well, there's only one chapter, so in Jude chapter 1, but verses 24 and 25, as he ends his letter, he says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority. Before all time and now and forever. Amen. And that is a good place for us to end today. So, friend, when you behold the glory of God, it's only right then to ascribe glory to Him. May we live in such a way.
0: Amen. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast of Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. For more information on this or other broadcasts, please log on to our website, contendersradio.com. That's contendersradio.com. You can also find us on the web at kevininman.org. That's kevininman.org. There you will find podcast episodes, blog posts, study helps, and more. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks again for listening. And may God bless you in your pursuit of the truth.